welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Lila. I am sexaholic. And uh, uh, I would like to start uh, from prayer, from sad acid prayer. It's very helpful when I am a speaker, so a person who knows everything. It's very helpful prayer. I, I tell it loudly. God, today help me sad acid. Everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about myself, everything I think I know about others, and everything I think I know about my own recovery. So I may have an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Please help me see the truth. I decided to be a speaker uh, when uh, one my friend lost uh, his uh, sobriety. It was a short time ago, and he agreed to share a little bit, to, to tell his story. He broke an abstinence by texting his ex-lover. And it was very simple text, like, how are you? It wasn't even not sexual, but it was the sequence which was repeated in his recovery or in his relapsing. And he allowed me to say that during a speech, I, I was very sorry for him because I know this feeling of pain after losing abstinence and especially of lack of hope. I know that. I know that from my own recovery. But, I, but my first question was, do you have your ex-lover number? Really? Because I don't have mine. Because I am too weak to have them. I am too weak. Uh, I usually not feel like call someone, uh, but sometimes when it's a very bad day, uh, when there's so many triggers in my life, I know it can happen that I will think it's a very good idea, especially late in the night when I am lonely, nobody to call, and I should go to sleep, but I can't sleep. It's, it's, it's this moment when it's very dangerous for me, and it's just much more safe not to have it, this number on my telephone. It's, it's something which worked for me. And I don't see my recovery as something very impressive, like many people say something like, 
I am in recovery, I have a beautiful life, I am so happy. I am not happy. My recovery is full of pain. I still have got many triggers, many problems. I still have got many character defects and it's rather painful. And sometimes I feel like I have nothing to share because it's not impressive. But uh, I realized when I talk with my friend, I realized that it's a little funny because exactly this, this pain in my recovery, there's many things which are still not okay, not beautiful life. This is something which is great value because it's many moments when I feel like I want to come back to addiction because I want to have painkiller. And I have got very strong tool which keep me not to come back uh, because it's short moment when I think, oh, I want painkiller. But when I think a little longer, it's like, aha, uh -huh, it's five minutes solution. And next will be consequences. And it's better to have these problems and be sober than to have the same problems and be not sober. So I am staying on sober side. Uh, but I really need strong tool to be sober. So this tool is quite big value. <laughs> it was a surprise for me when I realized that. And I think it's the only one thing which I can share because if my recovery is not impressive, I don't have more useful tools. Um, so, this tool is a very specific version of abstinence list. This is a special way of abstinence list. It's my sponsor who learned me. And I learned the same way, uh, I work the same way with my sponsor. I make four lists or four tables. I give you a quick glimpse which four tables. First, first is very simple. It's something which everybody know. This is abstinence list or abstinence tables, table when I write my sexual behaviors. And there are five columns. I will say more, say more details in, in a minute. Second uh, list of the second table is very important. I think the most important it's a list of limit behavior or uh, border behavior. It's, uh, uh, I work with every my sexual pattern to notice when I start broken abstinence about this phoning to ex-lover. No contact. So no telephone number and uh, <laughs> no hello. No contact, not looking in Facebook. This is this is border behavior. Uh, I know that look at the Facebook profile, it's not sexual, but this is when sequence start in my case. So this is the most important list. And it's many moments, especially late in the night, when oh maybe it will be good idea to have some contact. I have got list, I know what I should do or I should not do. 
And if I am in bad condition, it's not good time to think if I can or if I not can. It's not good time for thinking about that. I need to know that earlier. So this is the most important list, I think. And the third list is popular too. It's um, danger behavior or risky behavior, which are not uh, broken in abstinence, but uh, which can be uh, which can be risky. Uh, example: uh, spending a lot of time one to one with the opposite sex. That's typical risky behavior. Uh, and the list number four is similar. There are risky behavior, not se not sexual. Example: hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yep. So everything was disturbed, but uh, it's not broken in abstinence. Yep. And so you have got quick glimpse or for list, and I will give you more details um, how I work with this first table of uh, abstinence. So uh, it's a table which have got five columns, and first column is my uh, sexual patterns. For example, masturbation. Second column is when it starts. In my case, it was early childhood. I even don't remember exactly. Some, some, something about between sex or uh, six or ten years, so probably eight year old when it starts. And third column, column number three, is uh, when it finished. In my case, this is my sobriety date. My last brokening of abstinence was in this pattern. And uh, column number four is uh, alone or with someone. It's a very necessary, very funny column because I was quite surprised when I wrote all my 14 sexual patterns and I noticed all are alone. It, it, it's quite useful knowledge that I need work with relations. And the last column, column number five, is um, loses cost. And let's make it for masturbation. The most important lose in my case, it's a lose of uh, stability of my brain. I have got bipolar disorder and I didn't notice the connection uh, when I was in addiction. But when I started recovery and I got some experience of a few weeks without any sexual behavior, and then I broke an abstinence, I could notice how my brain changed. I go to um, euphoria, next to depression, next to euphoria, next to depression. And I was very surprised how big influence have one single masturbation or my clear thinking. So uh, it's huge cost for me. And uh, this, uh, this uh, impossible to concentrate, it make me unable to work in my job. My job is a uh, uh, big responsibility, so it's impossible to have got the concentrating or the forgetting something, which is unfortunately in my case, uh, I have got disability and I can work. So 
yeah, the stabilizing of brain is quite important here. Uh, next cost of masturbation um, is the way how I think about myself. I, I think I, I have not good value. And I think it's important to weigh how I think about myself. And as a consequence, uh, it influences uh, how people think about me because if I don't have respect to myself, uh, it's visible, it's noticeable, and it's cost. And um, another cost of masturbation, which I think is huge, and some people don't notice that, is uh, it's a habit how I uh, prefer to be stimulated. Because masturbation is very uh, uh, strong stimulation, specific, and in addiction, it's getting bigger and bigger, and it's no, it creates habit, it creates neuropath in the brain. So it's uh, mm, uh, stimuli during regular sex can be not enough. So it leads to lose possibility to have normal sex. Great cost, big, huge, I think. And it's good to know that. It's good to notice that. Maybe occasional masturbation have no such influence. My masturbation definitely have this influence for me. And this column number five, it's uh, quite uh, useful. Uh, this this loses uh, it's useful to know that uh, because in this moment when i think oh i want painkiller it's late in night i want something uh, it's good to remember what is the cost it's good to read this this uh, column mm, and one more cost of uh, masturbation uh, i didn't notice that i it's, it's uh, fi financial money uh, I think like masturbation is for free, so no money. <laughs> it takes me three years of recovery to notice something. When I am uh, in addiction, uh, I spend time for uh, addiction, not for job, not for working. And I lose about 10 years of uh, active earning money in my job and I check how much money it was and it was like small flat in Warsaw we have got very expensive flat in Warsaw and I was terrified it's not for free <laughs> and, but it takes me sometimes to notice that so uh, we have got an example of uh, masturbation and how, how to work with this uh, First list, first table. Yes, uh, first column, uh, sexual pattern. First, when it starts. Second, when it finished. For uh, alone or with someone. And five, loses cost. Okay. And um, and next table. This is the most important limit behavior. Um, it's uh, it's simple, like uh, sexual pattern and what is this limit behavior. 
And my favorite example is um, internet dating, which is another my pattern. I spent a lot of time uh, in internet uh, writing with uh, people, and uh, quite often it was no uh, physical meeting in the end. It was all in fantasies, and I spent a lot of time like that. And it looked like it's innocent because I even don't meet this man, so I even don't have sex. But if I spend every evening writing with people, uh, and it's so attractive, and it's all what I'm thinking about. It's something. It's it's addiction. Uh, uh, mm. You have nine, about nine minutes, Lila. Okay, thank you. Um, and um, I have no doubt that uh, um, this is sexual pattern. Uh, some uh, beginners think that only physical patterns are important. No. Uh, um, uh, and I want to show you this limit behavior because it's it's a very, very good example for that. When I broke an abstinence in this pattern, if I meet the guy and sleep with him, I will broke an abstinence and no, nobody have got doubts about that. What if I have got coffee with this man? Is it broken in abstinence or not? I usually even not meet this guy. So maybe when I write to this person, maybe when I answer the email, or maybe even earlier when I look at the profile, in my case, the beginning, when I start this behavior, is open the website. I am very sensitive. I spent a lot of time. So my birthday behavior is to open the website. This is the moment when the sequence starts. This website is not for improving my job skills. It's not for how to bake a cake. It's for internet dating for nothing else so this is the moment when this behavior starts um, uh, and yeah so this very nice example uh, and uh, this what was useful for me is uh, to notice uh, as uh, as soon as is possible, this early stage. Uh, and uh, suggestion of my sponsor was to be uh, too hard than um, uh, too delicate. You, you, you understand, to, uh, to remove everything which can be, uh, which can be triggering, which can be danger. It's not for to the end of the life. It's the beginning of recovery. It's uh, for some time, especially for the beginning when so many triggers and not so many tools. In intention to get some stabilizing of the brain, and next it will be possible to come back to some uh, some uh, behaviors. Especially 
these behaviors from next list, which is uh, danger but not brokening and uh, sexual or not sexual. But the beginning should be like something is disturbing, stop it. Just stop it. And it's like go to the desert and uh, not physically, but <laughs> in the brain, uh, just to calm down the brain. Mm. And I must say something that this limit behavior is something individual. I am very sensitive to, uh, to uh, internet dating, to books, to films. So my limit here was very early. Uh, and um, mm, not every pattern was so strong for me. And this limit are individual. Uh, the opposite example is uh, when I work uh, in my job, I have got uh, uh, contact with naked body and uh, I am not sensitive to that. Maybe I should, but I never use it in fantasies. So I don't need very strong limit for that because it, it's not uh, triggering me. Uh, it's better be... Uh, Mm, more careful at the beginning, if you have got doubts, just remove. But this limit are something individual. So it's nothing like, it's the only one way how to be sober. It's the only one list what should be removed. No. And my list might be different than my sponsor list. And mm, behaviors of my sponsor was different than mine. And who decide? <laughs> Who is inside me? I know my feelings and I must be honest. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's uh, have got some examples of this uh, third list and fourth list, so risky behavior. And one of risky behavior, um, not sexual, it was my sponsor behavior. Uh, she told me that she used music to put the brain to special uh, state. Uh, uh, mm, sometimes I use music when I need to kind of wake up or be aware when I, uh, when I used to um, drive a car, sometimes I use music to be more aware, but it was not so strong for me. So I, I, don't have this need to remove music from my life. But my sponsor did it for one year. And then when she come back, she go to many kinds of music, to concert, to, to, uh, to uh, have experience with all kinds of music. Because when in addiction, she used only a few to, to have, to use it like narcotic. Um, another example of not sexual behavior uh, or something, in my case, it was a coffee and a cocoa. And I, I don't understand why, but even smell of coffee and cocoa was so disturbing for me that it was half a year when I couldn't use it. <laughs> and one of also meeting wanted to kill me because it was morning meeting and they used to drink a coffee. And I put a motion, please remove coffee maker. It takes three months when we remove coffee maker and they hate me. 
And uh, half, a, half a year later, when I uh, I calmed down and I and it was not so disturbing. Uh, uh, I still don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee, but I can stand a smell. I even find it nice. And I remember the moment when it calmed down and it was no big deal with the coffee. And I think maybe I should put a motion to give this coffee maker back because it was me who removed it from the meeting. And when I have this thought, I hear another sharing of the person who tell, uh, I am newcomer, everything disturbed me. He's so glad that we don't have coffee here because I uh, smell of coffee disturbed me. <laughs> so I didn't put this motion. <laughs> um, yes, um, and I check on the list. Uh, what else should I tell? Because we are close to the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have about a minute, Leela. Yeah, great. And yes, one more one more thing which I should add. Um, this uh, this abstinence list and this border behaviors and this danger behaviors is something alive. So it's changing during a time. When I start my recovery. Uh, I put on the list this thing, which was the most important. But when I stop this behavior, other start to be more attractive. So this list changed during a time. And the last thing, uh, it, is, it was very important. After some year of recovery, after a little stabilization, it is necessary to come back from the desert and to start make relation to start be alive because it's a little like escaping and sometimes when i am in a very bad condition i come back to this early sobriety list uh, i i uh, i'm like in a desert again uh, to not be triggered uh, but uh, mm, it's only in this moment when it's very hard so uh not stay on not stay on desert for all life it's like broken leg if you put this solid white material which i don't know what is name in english it's for a few weeks not for whole life and this this uh, tool is uh, very restrictive like remove all triggers uh, and it's for sometimes not for all whole life uh, it's something could help me thank you Nancy Sexaholic, you sound to me like you're talking about progressive victory over lust. Uh, not, not the acting out, but the awareness of deeper and deeper levels. Um, can you talk some about that? If they do have to go together with this evaluation? of yours with behavior that leads up to? Uh, last sentence, please. Um, yeah, I understand, what you said, 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 what you said,
poziomy, te levele, o których wymieniałeś, to właśnie, czy to, to, to można, to właśnie odnosi się do tego pojęcia. Postępujące zwycięstwo nad rządzą, pojętasz, jest w definicji takie, takie coś. Tak zrozumiałem, więc. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for the question. And I better speak than hear. So it's not typical. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, I didn't see that like, like, uh, um progress in recovery uh, well, um, but yes it, it, it is something then the be beginning of uh, first look of the last of the beginning of recovery is like main stones and next smaller and smaller and smaller yes it's something like that and it's, it's something like um, It, it was a picture from a big book probably about this plate which are next and next and next which appear and it was uh, it was my experience in early recovery that it takes some time to notice all dental behavior because when I was used to use some behavior to act out uh, I, I didn't use another which was next trigger not so attractive but when I stepped this mo the most attractive then it was kind of switch to to next the most tasty and it take about half a year until I noticed all uh, all what is uh, mm, uh, um, uh, attractive in addiction way for me and I remember during this process that I prayed to God what else what will be next what else I need to give up because uh, my uh, understanding of sobriety is to stop everything sexual and not sexual because sobriety is being aware. So I don't need uh, to stop sex and go to something else, to alcohol or food or anything, because it will be changing painkiller. I need to stop uh, everything. And yes, it takes some time to notice this smallest version. And it's, yes, it's important to notice that saying, how are you can be danger. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lila. And next, Uva, you're up with your question. Yeah, Uva Lastoholic. Hi. It's not a question, it's a comment. Um, I do appreciate the humor and the laughter today. And I do really pray that we have coffee machines next July in Warsaw <laughs> during the convention. So um, 
I also do appreciate um, the focus on the brain so that it's the problem for me is centered in my brain. And, um, and then the last part I would like to say is um, honesty is for me the toughest thing in that um, list or game because I'm so totally capable of rationalization, minimizing, twisting. So I really do need two partners. First, I need my sponsor to talk about a specific behavior I think might be a bottom line to see me better. And then the, the other partner is God. Yeah, so God, uh, please help me to see clearly and honest what is going on here because I just can't see it. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, Leela, feel free to comment if that stimulates any thoughts. Feel free to, to speak you. if you like. Yeah, I would like to say that uh, for me it was very useful to talk about limit behavior with many people, not only with my sponsor. And my sponsor asked me to do that because uh, my experience can be different than my sponsor experience. My patterns can be different than my sponsor pattern. And sometimes it's more useful to talk with someone who have got similar behavior and who have got... Uh, uh, an idea or a tool and uh, I can build, I can have this tool or I can have got, oh, so maybe I can change something, you know, can be inspiration for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's very good to, to talk about this, this limit, this, this uh, useful tips, uh, how to, uh, how to organize something like, uh, Remove the telephone number, not block telephone number. I don't block telephone number. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Leela. Did Lee have his Thanks. hand? Yeah. Ah, Lee, did you have, go ahead, Lee? Yeah, I was uh, uh, going to comment and ask about the column five uh, in uh, AA we have the saying to think through the first drink and I'm wondering if column five listing consequences and losses is used to when tempted to see what's on the other side if you follow through. Uh, is that the way you use column five, is to think what's on the other side of acting out? So that was my question about the use of your column five. Mm. 
A Kazuś to last sentence, please? Ma, mamy wa też podobną kolumnę. Wiesz, chodzi o kolumnę piątą w twojej tabeli. To mówiłeś o konsekwencjach. I pyta się, czy ona służy po to, żebyś, żeby człowiek sobie dograł film do końca i zobaczył te konsekwencje, jak się uruchomi za chwilę, co będzie dalej, te straty. Czy to jest właśnie, mm-hmm. tak go zrozumiałem. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Akadiusz, and thank you, Lee, for your question. And uh, yes, exactly, it's something which is helpful for me. And uh, I remember when Sponsi who called me and said something like, I have got really bad evening yesterday, but we we work on this five column, so I come back and read, and I didn't want to act out then. And sometimes it's even useful now when I have got very bad day. I will have got surgery in two weeks. It's a lot of problem. I am terrified. And yes, sometimes I think, yeah, I sometimes think about sex and mm-hmm. something. And what will be next mm-hmm. is useful because it's five minutes solution and then much more problem and still the same surgery which I will have. Thank you. Thanks, Leo. Yeah, thanks, Leela. And we'll open it up to folks with fewer than 30 days. You're welcome to share. And let's see. I see Ryan B. Your hand is up. Yeah, thank you, Leela. Um, I was just wondering with the with the brain stuff, when your brain gets all whacked out, did you notice anything to help you calm that down uh, or help settle your brain and how to, how to focus your brain back? Any tips on just reorienting your your kind of neuro chemicals? I'm guessing are all off and all that stuff. Any thoughts on that? Thank you, Ryan. I cut you the beginning. Okay. Jest zafascynowany tym, co mówiłeś o mózgu i o tych. W sprawach neurologicznych i okay. Ryan się zastanawia, czy masz jakieś szczególne typy, jakieś wskazówki, co zrobić, żeby uspokoić właśnie chemię mózgu jakoś. Tak chyba, chyba tak dąży w kierunku mm-hmm. tak. medycznego rozwiązania. Nie wiem, coś o tych neuronach, tych mm. ścieżkach. I czy jest jakaś pomoc, coś, co może uspokoić tam w mózgu rzeczy? Yes, thank you very much. It's a good question, and I think I am a very good person to answer because my brain is very not stable. And uh, the, the, the most stabilizing thing in my life was not medicine, was uh, sobriety. Was sobriety, sobriety stabilizate. And this, this beginning when it's the, the most hard, when it's so many triggers present and not so many tools. Uh, I remove everything what was disturbing. And one, uh, one of the most important was sugar in my case. Uh, I didn't use sugar for more than one year. Coffee and uh, cocoa, even smell. Uh, and it was not important for me to understand mechanism. Not, knowing, not, not important what is the mechanism. If it makes me nervous, I, I remove. And another thing, it, it was... <laughs> Running, running, sport. <laughs> uh, 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 I, when I run, 
I feel the moment when neurotransmitters come and give me euphoria. And I recognize it's like something dangerous, like narcotic. And I call my sponsor because so many people run because it's so healthy. Yeah? And I call her and ask, I can walk and it's no problem. I can bike, it's no problem. But when I run, it's about two minutes and a half and have got this neurotransmitter uh, present and I find it danger. So my sponsor answer. So if running is danger and walking and ride, riding bicycle is not danger, walk and ride bicycle. And it, it, especially uh, things with, which were uh, considered as healthy behavior for other people, but not for me. And it was not important why, really. And why one of the most funny is fishing. I couldn't fishing. I used to fish. But fishing, but I see it like next fish will be bigger, and it was something like uh, like bingo, this this energy, and I realized it's extremely dangerous for me uh, because it's adrenaline, and I stopped and I didn't do it for two years uh, until I feel like aha, I think it will be safe, and it really was, uh, and this was very helpful, and it's like really desert here. But I am. I have a very unstable brain. I'm very quick in emotions. Uh, <laughs> it caused a lot of problems during her life, and this was helpful to calm down, to to be to be very sensitive to my needs. And even if it is funny, it's my life. Nobody else. My brain. So thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. And uh, yeah, maybe that's the first time I've heard lust being associated with fishing, <laughs> but I appreciate that. <clears throat> uh, we do have a couple of questions in the chat. One is from Hamad in Iran, and he says, because of internet problem, uh, I am writing. Thank you so much, Lillian, for your great share that was loud and clear. A question for you. Essay has saved my life. But these days, sometimes I say, oh, man, you don't have to be that strict about abstaining from everything. What is your experience, strength, and hope about that? Thank you, Hamad. Uh, great question, especially that I hear many situations like people who got some sobriety, they feel oh uh, it's uh, so calm i can effort for something and they brought an abstinence uh, so it's a good question uh, but i say something controversial i was very strict to this desert to, to this lack of everything uh, so for me it was important to be alive to uh, To be very honest, what is safe for me, what is not. Some, uh, there are some behaviors which I still can, can't have, like WhatsApp. I don't use WhatsApp, uh, uh, internet dating. <laughs> this is connected with this pattern. I still cannot do that. It's thanks God that I can use Zoom. Um, 
but uh, I rather have got tendency to avoid um, the the life. So in my case, it's better to come back to. I don't want to say to risk, but not procrastinate, not not avoid, not escape. And it's the hardest part in my recovery. Uh, example, friendship, woman-man friendship, especially inside the say, I need to be sober. It's risky. Uh, but uh, I start my friendship in January this, this year. It was five friends. No, <laughs> this, 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 usually this, this friendship not exist now or much much colder than at the beginning. And it was hard, but it was extremely involving in my recovery. Because if I won't have a relationship, I can't do it sitting and reading the book. I have to have relation with sober people. And yes, it's risky. And being honest is... Uh, uh, very important is the key here. And I must say, I was close to acting out quite many times, but I don't see another way. What is recovery to sit in the house and read white book for next 30 years? Is it recovery? Mm. And it was very open-minded to, to start be a little brave and... Uh, just try many behaviors. It was, yeah. It's I am I am new in that, so not big experience. So maybe maybe it's better to ask someone who have got more experience with this life in sobriety. Thank you. Thanks, Lila. We have one more question in chat, and then we have two people, Katrin and Arkadios, um, with their hand up. We'll see if we can get everyone in. We only have a few more minutes. Here's the chat question from Ahmed in Egypt. He asks, says, I think you mentioned something about being exposed to people without clothes as part of your job. I'm not sure if I understood well. Could you share a little more about this? Because I am studying this, uh, my study also includes this, and sometimes this is a temptation for me. If you have had similar experience, I would like to know how you deal with this, please. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, you understand properly. Thank you for this question. Some people from my fellowship ask the same, Lina, how you deal with naked body in the work? And my answer is like I never use a naked body in work for fantasizing. Never. I always have good respect to, let's say, clients or people who I work with. And I don't know why I never did it. It was kind of sense like if I start, it will be no end. And probably this protecting me that uh, I don't see this as connected with sex. This is my experience. I never start because I feel like, aha, if I start hunting inside a work, it will be quick-ended. I'm not sure if it's helpful, but this is what I have. Thank you. Thanks, Lila. 
We'll do one more question during the meeting, and then Arkadius and Luke H. are also in line. Perhaps after the meeting, we could uh, see what their questions were, but we need to, to, to get close to closing the meeting. So, Katrin, could you go quickly with your question, and uh, you will be the last one before we close the meeting. Okay, thank you very much, Daniel, for your service. And thank you so much, Lila, for your share. Um, Katrin, last addict. Uh, I really want to say um, that I learned so much from your experience and for, from your honesty with the bottom lines. And I thank you for that. I think it's a very, very valuable recovery experience that you share. And um, it, um, and that you sound very positive in, in, in what you share. Because in the beginning, you said that your recovery is often not fun and it's painful. Um, I remember that you shared that. And I just wonder, I, I, I guess you go to your higher power when it gets painful. I, that's what I do. But um, how, how or what do you do when it gets painful? And, uh, and how is your relationship with your higher power in recovery? Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. And I have no solution. Like, my life is painful. If I have a tool, I will use. So if you find, please share with me. Please share. Uh, and it's a good sense because I... Uh, uh, my connection with higher power changing and uh, um, I used to uh, to be alone to uh, solve my problem alone from early childhood and it's hard for me to ask my God for help uh, it's easier for me to pray when everything is good and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you but if this is a problem, it's, uh, uh, I have got tendency to treat my higher power as Santa Claus, like, please do it, please do it, like, like servant. And uh, it's hard for me to be in deep connection with higher power. And maybe this is the answer why it's so much pain inside, maybe because I, I have tendency to forget to ask higher power for help. So, thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.